The secret of change is to focus all of your energy, not on fighting the old, but on building the new. Hello and welcome to Mindfully Thrive with me, your host, Ella Humphreys. This is the podcast that celebrates the present, the joy in where we are, the journey it's taken to get here and the ability to see our greatness for the future. We celebrate female founders, adventure seekers and creative entrepreneurs who are building their dreams alongside raising babies and any other life commitments that can so easily distract us from the path we truly desire. This is a podcast about coming back to who we are in this life and that our dreams, goals and ambitions are valid and possible while also being a loving and present parent. Hi and welcome to another episode of Mindfully Thrive. The opening quote by Socrates is a favourite of today's very special guest and friend, Caroline Pfeiffer, who runs her company Caroline Pfeiffer Advanced Skincare. Caroline is a holistic therapist and specializes in skincare. Alongside her business day, she currently homeschools as she has two daughters, Abby is 12 and Rosie's five. They also have a dog called Sam. She's married to her husband, Barry, and they live on the beautiful coastline of North Wales. Caroline works in a bespoke one-to-one consultation way with her clients. Through her years of experience in holistic therapy, she has a deep understanding of the connection of nature and nurture, and how that plays a crucial role in caring for our skin. This holistic approach allows her to tailor make the most effective programs to create beautiful, healthy skin for each client. Caroline's belief is that our skin is as individual as we are and should be treated that way. Stay with us as we discover what we can do today to improve the quality of our skin and hear some other gems of advice for our well-being. We'll also find out how Caroline has built a life of balance between her career and her family through listening to her nutrition and following her gut, doing what feels natural and leaning into the unfolding of what life presents as opportunities. We will discuss how work is so important for our mental health and how setting boundaries is fundamental in these times of trying to do it all. I'm so excited to share this inspiring story with you all today. So let's get started. So hi, Caroline, and welcome to the show. Oh, hi, Ella. So good to be here. Thanks for having me. It's a really exciting time to just connect face-to-face through Zoom even at the moment. I'd like to just ask three questions that I ask all of my guests. So what are you grateful for today? So today, Ella, I'm always grateful for, for having love in my life and for knowing how to love. And um, I've got a huge amount of gratitude for my husband for teaching me how to love. And he reminds me every day to live in, um, I think I'm going to call it the real world. He reminds me to laugh a lot, not be too serious. He's really good at grounding me and And reminding me that life's all about the journey. It's not about being at your destination, but it's just going for it. Beautiful. How special to have someone who keeps that on, you know, as a reminder for us. Lovely. Okay. And what does 
to thrive mean to you? So when I think about thriving, I think of abundance. I think of lots of energy. Um, and I think about being, trusting with your energy. And, and it's all about being flowing and open. I think love comes into that as well. And vitality and excitement and just being able to take a step forward and not looking backwards and just being confident in yourself to be able to do that and just being true to yourself and, and living, living mindfully. I think opening up to potentially being vulnerable because you don't quite know what thriving is without maybe it not being too full of abundance. But I think also working out of your comfort zone. And I think that helps you to grow as well and, and to thrive and to be stronger and trusting in yourself and, and trusting in the process. And I think um, it's all about flowing and not really looking back, not really regretting, but always mm. thinking that your direction might change mm-hmm. and just going with it. Beautifully said. I totally agree with that. Really resonates with me. Lovely. Okay. And the last speed fire question is what would your ideal morning look like? Ideal morning. This is a perfect question. I love mornings. I'm a morning person. My mornings begin before I get out of bed. And I always try to do some meditation, some mindfulness, some, some focus, some creating affirmations for the day. Once I'm out of bed, I, uh, I practice a few minutes of some energy shift exercises. And sometimes I follow that with some havening as well. Um, oh, wow. That sounds just, interesting. We can talk maybe bo- about that a little bit more later on. Yeah, that's cool. That's really good. That. Yeah. But also, um, I do like to set a goal for the day. I think um, the younger me used to think that I could uh, achieve lots of things throughout the day. And now I've decided that by setting maybe a smaller goal, it's possibly a little bit more achievable. <laughs> And I really like to take a cold shower um, and have time for my skincare. I really like to uh, make sure I have time to, uh, to do my self-massage in the morning, drinking lots of water with lemon juice in it and having a really good breakfast. Um, I, love, I love breakfast. It's the most important meal for me. I have lots of, lots of high fats and high proteins and lots of green tea and uh, all of my daily supplements. I, I feel that I'm ready to, uh, ready to start the day. So my exercise is usually a a brisk walk. We've got a dog. So maybe a brisk walk or a swim in some cold water somewhere. Wow. Um, Then I'm ready to go. Yeah. So daring and adventurous. (laughs) I try and do the cold shower, but I last maybe 15 seconds and then it has to go to hot because I'm, I love hot showers, but I do appreciate having that jet of cold, but I can't stay in it for too long. (laughs) <laughs> and I think um, I think I always used to feel like that. But as I'm changing and my hormones, I think I'm, I'm flowing into the next stage of life and appreciating mm-hmm. my body being a bit cooler. <laughs> uh, OK, so we probably have a bit more about that later on. Um, could you sort of describe and share with our listeners what you do and how you help your clients? OK, so I like to take a um, 360 degree approach to skincare. Uh And for me, I feel that our skin is um, a direct correlation to what's going on internally. So um, I like to concentrate on food choices and um, supplementation. Um, I'm really keen of supplementation and and making sure that our well-being is fully balanced. 
um, and ask, we, we take um, skin specific supplements as well. And I also like to use quality skincare. Use skincare which complements the skin. Use, um, I like to use ingredients which um, the skin completely understands and it's a way of nurturing the skin and improving the health of the skin. So the skincare brand I choose to work with is Environ. Mm-hmm. It's a South African brand and it's put together by Dr. Des Fernandez and he's one of the world leading skin cancer experts. And all of his research has uh, led to, um, to the belief that if our skin is deficient in vitamins and antioxidants and peptides, that's when um, changes occur in the skin. So I like to concentrate on putting back all of these essential vitamins and, uh, and antioxidants and really protecting the skin and just changing the skin cells from maybe slightly unhealthy to really super healthy, younger versions of themselves. And I feel doing that through nourishment is, uh, well, to me, it's absolutely key. Because, you know, we need to nourish our our whole being. So really working from the inside out, the outside being our last layer to us, I suppose. But really, you start from inside first and come outwards. Or they both work inside because with the creams and everything that you use and all those treatments, but you don't neglect what's actually going on on the inside, which is really fascinating, really. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I really believe that, that what, we, what we put into ourselves can really affect how we feel mentally and physically and emotionally. Um, and I think that does represent mm. in, in how we show ourselves as well. Yeah, absolutely. And, and always protection as well. So prior to where you're at now, and you've converted a bit of your living space into your clinic, did that come as a result of COVID or was that just happening previous to COVID? How did all of oh, that, that coincide? Was it, and was it a decision you made as a family? So, so yeah, <laughs> really interesting question, Ella. So it was a, it was a family decision. Absolutely. Um, I think the girls felt that I, uh, I was always at work and they wanted, to, they wanted me to be around a little bit more. Um, we had some renovations to do at home so I could uh, I could work from here it took a little while and it just coincided with um, I just opened up three weeks before we were all on national lockdown because of the COVID yeah wow (laughs) so So, it's been a testing year mm. um, but it's been a great year absolutely great Um, I was practicing beforehand and I was practicing in the local clinic where I rented a space so coming home just felt really natural Mm. Um, and it's just worked so well. I think it's, um, it's one of my better decisions I've ever made in life. It's That's great. really great to hear because I know I'm sure there's listeners that are in that indecisive moment of knowing whether it's going to totally invade your living space and you're you know, having that divide between what's work and what's home. But it's finding that balance between the two and seeing the positives and making it compatible yeah definitely and that's why it had to be a family decision because mm. um, where, I, where I'm working from it was the old playroom and so uh, that was a huge choice for the yeah. girls not, not just for, for me and my husband um, but it's worked really well and it just means especially in COVID times that I can I can still work I can continue to work and um, and I can be here for the girls as well and it's really interesting because you studied holistic therapies what made you choose to go down the route of skincare specifically? I mean, I'm sure your holistic training brought you into many different avenues and exploration of different types of therapies. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, and I love all of it. And I love connecting with people. And I think I realized one day that I was starting to feel I was looking a little bit older. 
Mm -hmm. and uh, and perhaps i didn't really understand how much protection plays a huge part in our in our self-care and maybe i didn't use the same level of uv protection that i now recommend mm -hmm. um, and i think i realized that i wanted to look a little bit more vibrant i wanted to feel a little bit more vibrant throughout my whole life i've always turned to nutrition and i've always believed in in what we put in is an, is a direct influence on on how we feel and how we look but I could also see that the elements were starting to play a part in uh, my uh, my aging process as well. And um, I think just realizing that if I was interested in that, then maybe other people were interested mm -hmm. in that. And um, and what can I do to to make people feel better? That's always what I wanted to do. It's always been my goal to uh, to empower people to feel really good about themselves. So how can I do that from, from doing lots of, lots of regular massage? How can I then move into um, more about the skin? Um, mm -hmm. And I began by combining the two, working on some really interesting facial techniques, um, all about lifting and toning and firming the, uh, the facial muscles. Okay. And from there, it was just a natural progression, yeah, natural progression to wanting to learn more about the skin and, and how does the skin become aged? How does it become damaged and what can we do to reverse that? And, mm -hmm. uh, and, and stumbling across the um, Advanced Nutrition Programme and um, Environ and Jane Erdell, the, um, the skincare makeup I use. It was just an, a light bulb moment. Um, really? And yeah, absolutely. There's a company who is called the International Institute for Anti-Aging. Mm -hmm. And I stumbled, across, uh, I stumbled across one of their advertisements for the nutrition. Um, and instantly I, uh, I just got in touch. And they're such a fantastic company to, uh, to be affiliated with. They're um, doing lots of, lots of training and it, it's a company, it's all about empowering people and education is key. And it's all mm -hmm. about educating therapists, educating, educating clients um, and just, just learning how to, how to care for ourselves in a really, in a really positive way. Wow. So you're working independently. You are your own boss and you're, you practice at home, yet you feel like there is a massive network of support and tools and resources to really help you grow into the best um, skincare specialist you can be with that with those companies that you work with. Is that would you say that's yeah. right? That's exactly right, Ella. Yeah, exactly it can be right. quite lonely running your own business, especially if you're working from home and not going out to a space where you meet and interact with others who are working in the same industry or in the same clinic even. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. And it, it can be incredibly isolating. And sometimes just to bounce your ideas off somebody else, yeah. um, it, you know, it's really important. And, and to build that, that network that, that, yeah, like you say, the community, it's, um, it's vital, I think, especially if you're working on your own. And do you feel like in the area that you're in, Anglesey and North Wales, you are in a community with others who work in a similar field to yourself? Have you reached out to others in that way to help you feel a bit more supported? So I do in maybe not the skin being skin specific, because there's not too many people around here that concentrate on that and also the brands I work with. But I do reach out to other therapists in different parts of the UK and Ireland. And, we, you know, we've got such great networks of just, of just helping each other out. It's yeah, it's really, really helpful. And again, this is down to the double IAA and all the wonderful training we do and, and meeting other people and networking. And I do reach out to other local, I guess, women who support women in business. Mm -hmm. There's, there's, you know, there's quite a lot of that support around here. And I think we're really good at helping to, to support and empower each other. And yeah. Yeah. In, in lots of different businesses. 
um, I think it's, it's really important. Um, I find it fascinating because, as you know, I've spoken before in the past with you about how my mum was into holistic therapy and yoga and meditation from very early on. And in that area at the time, she was one of the few people that started a yoga center and had Reiki and reflexology, many different holistic therapies to help people. But it was always seen as alternative. And when you started, the, how old were you when you really discovered the importance of the holistic approach? approach and like well-being and caring for yourself yeah I think I think I've always had this knowing that there's another way I remember I remember being really young and being in the doctor's surgery and, and the doctor never addressing me always speaking to my mum and they had this conversation about me never once included me I was then prescribed some some medication and I just wondered how how is that possible he hasn't even caught eye contact with me mm. and how can he just prescribe something and what's that supposed to do and and I had all these questions that my mum bless her she couldn't answer and and she was you know just do what, do what you're told Caroline you know stop mm. being troublesome do it do it and um and I think when I was um when I was 14 I remember going to an osteopath for the first time and just thinking it was a light bulb moment this therapist was the most amazing woman I'd ever come across she knew how to manipulate muscles and different parts of your body and to make you feel connected again mm. and to make you feel whole. And how could she do that through touch? It, I was just absolutely hooked from then on, completely hooked. And did you have any conflict or resistance from those around you as you kept um, having more clarity in going down that route of holistic therapies? Was it something that you had to really fight for or did you just follow your intuition and... No, it was going I to follow- be okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I followed my intuition. I never once knew that it was going to be okay. I had, um, I often had voices. I had people telling me that, oh, why do you have to be so different? Why do you have to be? Mm-hmm. Why can't you just be normal? Why can't? But I just, I never felt comfortable just being normal. I just wanted to know. I had this longing to understand, understand myself, understand the world, and and I was just curious and fascinated by religions and beliefs and art and and just life. I just had such a thirst for it. And so that was just so much clarity for you that that was your path. So the courage that you had when everyone was sort of saying that's not professional or maybe you need to look at other avenues, you just had an innate drive to keep going in your own direction yeah I think I I tried conforming Uh um, and I went to university and I went to study art and and I realized that it just wasn't it was great and you know I have so much respect for for anyone who who goes to university and gets a degree and it's it's hard work it's a lot of dedication to that but I always felt there was something more I felt Mm. like I needed to give more and I wanted to give and, and to give actually made me feel made me feel more me and that just seemed to be more important and I do think sometimes we uh, we have a path and, and we follow the path but sometimes if it's not too clear that's when we change change the route slightly go a slightly different way <laughs> and so when did your girls join you in this journey at what point were you at in your career when you had family or did the family come first and then you developed a new business or how did that all work out so I started, uh, I started running my own business um, very slowly. Um, and then before, before I knew it, Abby, I was pregnant with Abby. And uh, it was now 12. Big, she's yeah. now 12. Yeah, yeah. almost 13. Um, and it was, you know, it's quite a big learning curve. I never, 
I never made any decisions on did I want to have children did I not want to have children and I just thought if if ever I was blessed with a child then you know I'd just just go with it and uh, and surely this is this is um the universe just uh, giving me such a wonderful gift and um after having Abby I I think during the whole pregnancy, I, I blossomed. I had a fantastic pregnancy, the most beautiful, blissful birth. It was just, it was just perfect. Um, and then all of a sudden, I was responsible for this, um, for this beautiful, for this beautiful baby. Um, and yes, I could understand her. Yes, I could communicate with her, but I didn't quite get it all, Ella. Mm. It was all quite difficult. Um, and I just, I just assumed, um, you know, being brought up on a farm that all women who, who, who can carry a baby and give birth know what to do. Mm. Um, but I think knowing what to do and managing to put it into practice is, is a little bit of a challenge. Um, so I think when I had Abby, I spent so much time with her. You know, she was on me to do every single thing, hanging the washing out. She was attached mm. to me and just no time apart at all. And I just gave, gave, gave everything I could possibly give to her. Um, and I think at that point, I realized that I was starting to come down into a bit of a deep hole mm. and this deep hole was, um, was somewhere that, you know, perhaps I don't know if I'd ever been there before. I didn't quite understand it. And I knew that I could feel, feel good and feel positive and, and full of, full of life. But I just felt that somehow something was just taken away from me. Um, so I think at that point when Abby was starting to get a little bit more independent, so she was probably, I don't know, a couple of years old um that i decided that i had to start um give myself self-care mm -hmm. because i'd forgotten to do that i was just busy giving to clients when i was working to my husband to my beautiful baby to friends and family and just completely forgetting about myself um so i think i just realized that to 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 become me i had to start investing in myself again um and also, I'd almost forgotten all the, the tools and techniques that I'd previously learned in life. Yeah. So it was almost like a reminder. It was almost like needing to have people around me who were really inspiring and, and people who I could learn from and, and grow through, um, but to kind of become a better version of, of the mum I was becoming. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Does that journey ever stop? I don't, I don't know. I don't You've got so. children. We're still on it. I think it's a daily practice of reminding yourself to come back to you yeah. um, amongst all the other stuff that are going on. And just, you know, I think that's key, you know, a daily practice. Yeah. Because I think sometimes we can be so busy that yeah. we don't always do that. No, I think that's why, like you said, the mornings are so special and so crucial because that's when you squeeze in that time to really nourish yourself which prepares you then for the rest of the day especially in the field that you work in is you're very much giving back to other people you're in other people's energy it requires a lot of your own energy when you're working hands-on with clients like you do and then yeah. your family obviously so yeah, yeah filling yourself up first yeah, and I do think absolutely. we go through phases where we do forget and um, we have to just sort of take that pause. Yeah, absolutely.
This is the segment in the episode where we share some inspiration, some downtime moments for you to relax, learn, or to do some things that we've been up to this week. So, Caroline, what are you currently reading? At the moment, I'm reading a book called Grown Ups, and it's by Marion Keys. Oh, it's fantastic. Just lightweight. And it's just talking about the dramas and every day of a family, an extended family. Um, really love it. It's just I one of those books. Marianne. She's great, isn't she? Yeah. Um, you just can't put it down. It's one of those books. And what are you currently watching, if anything, if you have time for that? So um, we don't, we do have a TV and we do watch TV, but we don't spend a lot of time watching TV in our house. Um, but I think the favourite thing at the moment is Friends. Mm-hmm. So Abby is absolutely, she just adores Friends. Um, and we very often just sit down and watch a couple of episodes. Um, and I think it's one of those that, you know, one episode goes into the next episode. And yeah. before you know it, you've actually been on the sofa for a couple of hours. <laughs> but I think it's, um, oh, it's just, it's just fun. It's timeless. It? It's, I mean, watching them over and over and especially now as your kids grow up it's something that you used to watch on your own and now you're able to share it with your children is it's lovely what are you currently listening to if anything a podcast or an audiobook or music what's been going around in your so a friend um a friend of mine she's a she's a professional she's a microblader and she's recently invited me to be a member of clubhouse uh-huh. And Clubhouse is at, uh, are you familiar with? Yeah, Clubhouse? just only just it's, discovering. Uh, yeah, it's great, isn't it? So I listen to lots of, um, um, lots of women inspiring women in business and, uh, and confidence building and um, um, salon entrepreneurs and mumpreneurs and, and just listening to, uh, just having inspiration and, and finding out how other people have done things and what works and what maybe doesn't work and some tips and so clubhouse is basically a new app which you at the moment need to be given an invite to access and then inside that app there are lots of chat rooms isn't that right where you can actually chat with all sorts of people everyone has the conversation so it's similar to a podcast but it's open to anyone that's in that room or who can access that room yeah that's absolutely right yeah it's great what are you currently using have you got an app a prop a gadget that you are using at the moment so i uh, i like to use my um roll kit my environ roller and i Uh i use that um quite a few times a week i'd say probably at least five times a week um and so i like to apply some of my products i cleanse until my skin and then in the evening i'll use my roller and sometimes i'll do it when i'm just watching television and just roll my skin and it just allows for the um, the active um topical products to go that little bit further into the epidermis so just into the very top layers of the skin mm-hmm. and it's just all about changing the health of the skin cells um so i love to do that and i also use um some gua sha crystals as well so gua sha is a traditional Chinese medicine form of um, self-care and care for, you know, you can go to a gua sha therapist and have a, have a massage. And um, it's just a way of using crystals, um, drain lymph, lymph from the skin, to energize the skin, to really um, improve the blood flow. Um, but it's lovely that, you know, the quality of the crystals as well really mm-hmm. helps with your skin as well. It's such a lovely self-care. In what way do you use those crystals? Do you, do you lie with them on your skin? So the shaped crystals and they're shaped in a way that's really nice to hold them, but then you use them actually on your skin as well. It's a little bit different so that they're almost flat. Okay. Um, so these, the ones I use are in a heart shape. 
mm-hmm. um, and they're in a heart shape so you can use the different elements of the shape so some um it kind of almost if you can visualize the top of the heart that's mm-hmm. really nice to kind of work along the jawline so it's all about just um, improving definition and, and removing toxins and stimulating all the, the muscles as well um, and the blood flow interesting I love doing that. i'll have to investigate a bit more about that talked quite a bit about how um the importance of balance is and finding boundaries when you're building businesses in your homes how do you find balance in your day and could you recommend to to our listeners who are also trying to build a business maybe or commit to a creative project around the family especially during these times what they might be able to do uh, to create some habits or build on structure some time management skills or anything that could be of service to those who are beginning the journey okay that's a good question isn't it and I think to be fair that's probably one of the hardest questions for me I think time management's really difficult um but for me I really need to concentrate in the morning and just make make sure that I'm I'm ready and set up for the day um and it it kind of revolves around the school day as well Mm -hmm. um you know, I try and structure the day so so the girls have some um, some guidance from me as well. So Rosie, the youngest one, she needs a lot of, of guidance for the homeschooling. Um, so we we generally just try and I try to break my day up into different parts of the day, and so I'll, I'll allocate a few hours or maybe even an hour at some point just to do things like um, I don't know um, working out where we're going to start with the school the schoolwork um then we're going to have a bit of a break um lunchtime we always have some kind of exercise around about lunchtime just to break the day up a little bit um and then afternoon maybe there's time in there for me to do a little bit more work um but i think time management's a real challenge for especially in covid when you're trying to work with your business and um yeah i think um i think it's one that we can all learn from definitely and uh and if it's not working, just don't don't beat yourself up and just mm-hmm. try and change things. You know, maybe tomorrow try and run things a little bit differently. Um, and I think for me, during the first lockdown, I, I put a lot of pressure on myself to feel that I was um, succeeding at every single every single avenue. And I found it quite a challenge when I wasn't succeeding yeah. everywhere. And so I think now I just try to be a lot more honest with my expectations from the day as well. And um, and just make sure that we we always see positives and we always sit down at the end of the day and just, you know, give me three points, which where, what was really good today. Yeah. And let's just let's just be grateful for where we are and what we've got to. Um, and I think being mindful, living in the moment is so mm. important right now. Mm. Um, and I think that's such a key part of, uh, of getting through. Yeah. Um, definitely. And I remember right at the beginning, listening to a Glennon, Glennon Doyle talking on Instagram. I don't know if you've read her book, Untamed, 
fabulous story, a book all about um, untaming what we've been brought up to believe is the right way of being, like behaving, being good. And she mentioned how what she remembers from her childhood and what she's continuing to do with her children is having bookends. So opening the day in a really positive, happy way and being there and connecting with your children very early on in the day and then closing the day. In, with something high and positive, some fun, and just reconnecting with them. So making sure that the beginning and the ends of the day are very positive and fulfilling for you, you and your children. And then it doesn't really matter what else went on throughout the rest of the day, just knowing that you've tried your best to finish the day well and happily. perfect. Yeah. That's great advice. <laughs> We're all it? just making it up as we go along, really, day by day. How do you recharge your own source of energy like we mentioned earlier you're you're giving a lot of energy to many people around you how do you recharge that so, i suppose that would come into your self-care rituals yeah definitely absolutely and also um i try to i try to bring daily exercise some form of exercise with the girls and i try to bring that into daily life so it's it's never going to be hopefully it's never going to be a chore for them to actually mm -hmm. exercise that they just see it as part of the way of being so what definitely, kind of do you do? So being out in nature is really important for me. So when, when we're allowed to walk wherever we want, being in mountains, being up high, I, I really enjoy that. And also being really grounded, being near water as well. Being with people who you care about as well and mm -hmm. being, you know, connecting with people. Like you mentioned that earlier, Ella, it's, um, it's a time when we, we don't connect like, like we used to connect in. It's um, no. so important when we can. It's definitely. great to get that. And so you've mentioned a couple of times and I do obviously like to bring it up and do you, would you feel like mindfulness has played a part in your journey and coming to where you're at? How I think important so definitely. And I think what's, what's quite interesting for, I don't know if many other people feel like the seller book, I think mindfulness played a massive part before I even knew it was mindfulness, before yeah. I realized it, it had a name, before I realized it was kind of at the moment, it's kind of a little bit on trend, isn't it? Yeah, um, no, definitely. Yeah, which is great. It's so good that people are more aware of, of the benefits of it. But I think, I think it's always been there. And when I'm not being as mindful, that's when I feel that chaos kind of starts to enter, um, enter parts of my being. And, and that's, that's not great. So being mindful is so important, definitely. <laughs> but just to share those skills as well and to, and to try and teach the girls that being mindful is as simple as just just being aware of what drink you're drinking exactly. or how you're pouring something or yeah. hanging the washing on the line or tying your shoelaces. It doesn't have to be some. No, it doesn't have to be a big deal. It's just reminding yourself to come back to the present and what is it that's yeah. going on in this moment. Yeah, absolutely. So I invite you now to reconnect with your body, sit comfortably if that's possible and gently bring your eyes to a close. If you're in a safe place to do so, notice your feet making contact with the ground, filling your body with a deep inhale in through the nose, imagine the oxygen spreading to all corners of your body slowly breathing out and exhaling any discomfort that might be present right now gently taking another deep inhale and a slow cleansing exhale
bringing gentle awareness to the natural rhythm of your breath. There's no need to force or exaggerate it. Allowing it to just be easy and steady. I invite you now to remind yourself that the outer world is a reflection of your inner. So focus on the beauty within yourself. Your good qualities, your kindness, your gifts and talents. Remember that what you give your attention to grows. Everyone has some beauty in their soul, so seek it in others. Remind them of their beautiful qualities and you will illuminate them. Surround yourself with things and people with a beautiful vibration. For we are all influenced by that which is around us. As you tune more and more into the incredible wonder of yourself and others and the planet, your resonance becomes that of beauty. Others perceive the radiance of your soul and are touched by it. Holding this affirmation in your heart as you go about your day today, I recognize my beauty and that of others. I recognize my beauty and that of others. if you could share with the listeners three top tools or habits that they might be able to begin implementing and so that they can stick with a routine um, that doesn't feel too overwhelming or complicated and like I'm basically asking this question specifically for myself <laughs> as I'm terrible <laughs> at maintaining any kind of beauty routine so what are my three must-dos so I think the first and most important type of, uh, of skincare is SPF. So it doesn't matter what weather, no matter what kind of day, it's certainly when it's rainy, it's rainy, windy, always use a broad spectrum SPF. So that's an SPF which protects from UVA and UVB rays. UVA rays are the burning rays. They're the ones that come from daylight. They're the ones which come from um, blue light. So um, mobile phones, laptops and computers, LED lights, anything like that is a blue ray, which actually goes deep inside the dermis. So the deeper layers of the skin cells, and they actually create quite a lot of havoc with the skin cells. So UVA um, protection is really good at just um, as, uh, to, to help to make sure that doesn't happen. And UVB is obviously the burning ray. That's the ray that we can feel. That's the ray that most people are really familiar with. So having that broad spectrum protection every single day is absolutely crucial. Um, so that would be my number one tip. Um, another tip would be Oh, it's difficult to choose between cleanser and moisturizer, but I think just looking after your skin, if you have dry skin, just make sure it's a little bit hydrated. But as you're applying your products, just have a little bit of massage, really encourage the lymph, really encourage the blood circulation, and just really, um, I encourage you to care for yourself. I think that's really important. Um, of course, um, there's some products which I think are absolutely fantastic, but I think the essence of just caring for yourself is just really vital. Um, and another thing is, I'm a huge fan of havening and my friend um, Suze um, 
Susanna Platt, she's a fantastic, she's an emotional freedom technique teacher and havening um, instructor. And she's taught me so much about havening. It's simple practice and you can literally just, you can do it to yourself. So you can literally mm -hmm. just um, put your palm to palm and just rub your hands um, around, or you can touch your opposite shoulder to opposite elbow and just stroke down your arms. Um, and you can also haven your face. So you can literally use the palms of your hands and work from your forehead all the way down the front of your face and just keep stroking. And as you're stroking, you um, you use positive words about yourself. About yourself, and it just it works on the biological structure of the brain. It's all about the delta waves and how they how they're affected in the brain, um, and it just helps to reprogram your thought process. So just that self care, the the touch for me is very important because I feel that touch is uh, is one of my love languages. So I know maybe not everybody resonates with the the power of touch but for me it's it's really important and so interesting because i was just thinking about the love languages and how they reflect on our relationships with other people and the question is how often do we use those same love languages on ourselves and havening is exclusively giving back to yourself yeah, Would you it is definitely you? and time time and touch so yeah. you know, it resonates with a few different of the, of the love languages. Yes, absolutely. I find it very important and such an easy skill. I want everybody, I want to share the skill for everybody to learn it. Beautiful. So maybe from. you could do, um, for the listeners, for them to find out more, one of your Instagram posts could possibly just see a visual of what that means. Maybe follow oh, that's a great podcast. You could leave a little post there where they can get in touch and see what havening actually looks like. That's a great idea, really. Wonderful. So, if any of this has resonated with our listeners, where can they go to find out more about you and what it is that you do? So, I am on Instagram at Caroline Pfeiffer. So, Pfeiffer is P H I F E R. I've also got a website which is about to be launched, and that's um, www.carolineadvancedskincare.co.uk. Wonderful. Well, Caroline, thank you so much for being our guest on the show today. It's been an absolute pleasure. And I feel like it's jam packed with lots of special nuggets of love and care, especially for oneself. Oh, thanks, Ella. It's been such a delight speaking with you. Thank you. Thank you for being present with us during our chat today, listening to Caroline's story and her gentle reminder of the need to, before all else fails, return to self. The art of self-care goes deep into our nervous system. The benefits ripple out and last for days, if not weeks, when we give ourselves time. The importance of creating meaningful moments to connect with yourself through touch and time builds on your self-esteem. Having love for self may require making some small adjustments of perhaps only five minutes. Having a stretch in the morning, stepping outside and breathing deeply into the fresh air or reading before sleep, if only a page. For me, applying some night cream and making that act a little slower than the day before. Prioritizing some gentle massage or simply sitting down to a nourishing breakfast. Noticing these moments in the day when you have given back to yourself refilling the cup to then share with others. Reflect on your day as you get into bed. List all the things you did as kindly acts for self today. 
You are the biggest priority in your life. It doesn't require lavishness and acts of selfishness, to, but perhaps more acts of kindness and compassion in the pockets of moments you create around everything else. All the details mentioned in the episode can be found in the show notes. Be sure to subscribe and leave a review to help me grow the show. I'll see you next Saturday.